Damn podcast in the gaming industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. If you don't know by now, Halloween's over, which is a, a little upsetting, but we do have Thanksgiving to look forward to. And by that, I mean yep. November 1st starts Christmas season. So, uh, you know, <laughs> speaking of both Thanksgiving and Christmas season, uh, Lilo might have a, a few things to touch on later uh, in the show. But regardless, you know how the show starts off, and as usual, we're going to stay in our element. Hey, That's the plug walk, and we are going to start off with the social channels. You can find us over on Twitter at People Like Games as a handle. Say what's up. Let's banter. Let's talk some games. Let's talk not politics, but go vote because it was election day yesterday. So I guess this is an irrelevant message for you because this is Wednesday. Uh, I hope you voted. And if not, shame on you. And you can also find Lilo over. Sucks for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Seriously, you have no you have no you have no excuse, even if you're underage. But regardless, uh, you find Lilo over on at Lilo PLG. And if you are one of our many returning listeners, you obviously know where to find us. But for some of you new faces, and by that I suppose to be more technical, I mean new ears, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe, leave some love. You already know the deal. Five stars, nothing less. And you can find us on a whole bunch of other uh networks basically everywhere except for title which we'll get to eventually and on that note enough of this goddamn shilling i'm gonna kick it over to lilo for a little bit of the table content baby got the talk for you right, for this particular week we're going to be doing a quick show that is our trademark we love giving you an overview of the industry in case you're new to this you know we try to cover everything that happened in the gaming industry from a previous episode, whether it be game-related, business-related, the games, or other news that is tangential to the gaming industry, right? I'll quick scope up with something that we would like to rant about, and it's just, in this particular case, it's Blitz Squad Rant. Squad, squad, squad. Rant about Black Ops, so tune in a little later if you want to hear about that. Ice Cream Lambo. Rudder 2, Rudder 2! Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Gator Dan. like a toyga tight like a toyga that 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 that's basically that's all i had to say yeah it it was not very substantial but it was hilarious shots off and we should be getting 21 of those off because we are going to start off on a little bit of a somber note uh because uh recently uh mario sigali uh who many of you may not know, but uh, who was the real estate developer, who was uh, the namesake for a little Nintendo game series of the same name. Super Mario was actually named after him. And, you know, he passed away this week and, you know, it just sort of falls in line with last week's um, book review where we just covered the story of Nintendo a little bit. And, uh if you aren't familiar, it basically was that he was the owner of a warehouse in the 1970s at the time that um, Nintendo was trying to uh, 
established themselves in America and uh, they were behind on the rent and they ended up uh, having a confrontation and eventually they settled it and in honor of him and I guess his kindness in dealing with them, they named their uh, titular character uh, who was named Jumpman uh, and renamed him Mario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jumpman, 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 Jumpman. Um, seriously, them boys up to something. And that's uh, so it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, there's not much to add there. Rest in peace. Our condolences to his family. And, uh, you know, it's funny how uh, such, uh, such. Yeah, you know, anyone can have a, 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 a huge effect. You know, that's really what it comes down to. But butterfly effect, baby. Don't know. Don't know what you're actually familiar to. So, we're gonna follow up still a somber note with a lighter note because everyone likes free shit. In case you're wondering, and if you have a perfect talent, guess what? You can be the proud owner of Destiny Motherfucker Two. So, starting November second through November eighteenth, you have the ability. Or not on Blizzard, but on Blizzard and Hangnap, or anywhere you have a fucking Blizzard account, and you can download Destiny 2 for free. That is yours to keep. Doing this as a promotion for the one year anniversary of Destiny, and yeah, make sure you go out and claim, claim it. Solo, I think you should do that too. You should check it out if you have the ability to. I don't know if you have already, but uh, yeah, it's a great game. I've played it, played it to end game. I have one DLC, I have one like two, but. Yeah, that that that's the problem. Where even if I bought the game to really be able to play it, I would end up having to spend like another seventy dollars acquiring the expansions and the DLC, and that sort of makes it. I mean, it it does. It is an interesting model that I expect to see moving down the line. Where once companies end up adding a few DLC additions, it makes sense to then go back and give the you might as well because you have to get people to upgrade um that'll be a business model we touch yeah fucking fucking black ops we're we're coming for black ops uh we 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 have our sights set on them and so that's not going to be a quick scope that is going to be fucking like that that's a that's like a murder two merciless kill coming up on that one But regardless, now on to some more nonsensical shit uh, away from Black Ops, but on to gaming continuing its movement into the real world. Um, And in this case, Overwatch has partnered with Kellogg Serial, and they're going to be releasing Lucio's, which let me pause and say how disrespectful to... Yu-Gi-Oh, who obviously should have been the the holder of the cereal, um, but we're not, we're not we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna push into that too far. Um, but regardless, I don't know what it tastes like. I don't even know if it's going to hit your local grocery store, but you can buy it online. It's pretty cool and interesting, um, and it looks. Uh, I don't know. It looks gross. I don't like green and yellow as colors, but it looks like it looks like it looks like um, Apple Jacks. But I don't know what it'll be tasted like. Yeah, they haven't. Re- I don't know if they released a flavor profile, but we'll see. Exactly, mango flavored. Pause. I just want to add that one year ago on episode two of the podcast. Go on. Go on. One year ago. One year ago. Before, in a different iteration of the show, uh, Lilo came on as a guest. And it was his experience over at his first BlizzCon. And um, funny enough, here we are a year later. And Lilo is again covering BlizzCon. Uh, not having gone, but uh, next year, BlizzCon, you know we're going to be there, and we're going to be there in style, and so don't worry about it. We're at the Giants. Every other year, we're showing up. Regardless, <laughs> do it up. We'll, we'll continue BlizzCon. Like Lilith said, it is a fucking amazing event, and if you ever have the opportunity, 
opportunity to go to any con really to check it out. This time it was very fun to me because that was my first time I've ever gone to. And they had their event past week. I'm just going to cover some quick shit real fast for you. Uh, there's plenty of highlights you can see online, a whole bunch of YouTube videos. But in case you didn't know, here's a quick recap. Here's over now. Warcraft 3 is going to be remastered for the second time, but this time it's going to be in 4K quality, and you're going to be able to get it on your computer. That's very exciting. Uh, there is an Overwatch character, and her name is Ash. They have a YouTube video out, and Overwatch releases a other cinematic short, and it's called uh, Revolver, I think, something like that. Resolve. It starts with R. I'm sorry that I don't know. I probably should know that detail because I did watch it. But it's fucking awesome. It showcases McCree, Ash. It's just fucking sweet. Anyway, Ash is basically there, and just like I did last year with Lugra, you could play on the demo. I think they're pretty now. How was, did you get a chance to check her out on the PTR? She's on the PTR. <laughs> oh, when you played Moira beforehand. Exactly. Yeah, she played Moira two or three months before she actually came out. Came out. Mm hmm. I guess, um, yeah, I, I guess my react. I had a few reactions to BlizzCon. Uh, I would say I am excited for Warcraft 3 Reforged because I loved Warcraft 3. It's one of my favorite sort of, you know, strategy. I, I My favorite RTS games. And there's not there's not a lot of RTS games that are around anymore. Like, you know, Command to Conquer Generals is a game that I would have loved to see remade on PC, but instead they went mobile is what it is. But um, that uh, the Diablo thing in particular, I guess I would say that <laughs> they don't realize that the game isn't necessarily for the Western Western market. That's it. Simple yeah. as that. The game is the entire, it's Asia. And it's sort of like you would see people said anything about PUBG here, it doesn't matter because you always have to take into account global numbers. And with this game in particular, I guess Blizzard, Activision Blizzard is seeing that if they want to really get a large scale sort of profit generator, then the best way to do that is to release a mobile game for the Asian territories. And it's, I mean, I, I, you, you could be mad at it over here, for whatever reason to be like oh it delays Diablo 4 uh, if like if Halo was like 
oh, it, we're not coming out with the new Halo 6 yet. We're going to actually just hold off and make a mobile game. I'm sure I'd be like, fucking really? Like, whatever. Yeah. But simultaneously, when the game came out, you're still going to fucking buy it. I'm, but it's, yeah. you know, it's not egregious. It's fucking business. And so quit your bitching um, or figure out a way to get around the Asian market because, or to dominate the Asian market because speaking of the Asian market, uh, Ubisoft is actually making a couple of changes to its game, Rainbow Six Siege, as it expands it to Asia uh, under the language of uh, a single global vision for the game. It's going to be removing certain things like skulls, references to gambling, sexual content, and environmental blood. I get it. They say that, you know, they're telling players, all right, obviously it's just aesthetic. It's not affecting the game. But that conversation becomes a little moot because it's borderline impossible to just implement one single version of a game because the variance in what is culturally acceptable everywhere in the world is pretty sharp. And so you don't see someone like counter-strike changing their system it just is what it is and so (laughs) i think that's a little silly but what can you do um you know it'll probably you have to you you have to uh you know change your rules a little bit if you want to be able to expand into new territories and it looks like western markets have sort of sort of shown a ceiling with the potential for growth but asian markets are showing both short-term growth and potential for larger scale future growth so um business is business is business It's doing the business, though. It is doing the business. It's uh, also, I think, gigantic. The first Pokemon Go, that presentation that you heard about in 2015, and then we talked about this past year, and then later research in 2018, has just released a new update and a new feature for the jump, specifically only for level 40 players. But at the same time, it's still a new feature, and it's called Pokemon Go Adventure Sync. Uh, I was actually super excited about this when Solo showed it to me because what this means to me, what Poke, what Adventure Sync essentially means to me is that Pokemon Go has finally reached its final evolution, and that is Tamagotchi status. If you don't know what the fuck Tamagotchi is, either too young or too old to miss it. But where I'm still not at this age, you understand what Tamagotchi is. It's the original Pokemon Go. Long story short, this feature in Pokemon Go allows track your steps and track your movement and track your time and all that stuff. Really, track your fitness and apply all that to in-game, even if you don't have the app open. So what it's doing is it's actually um, hooking up to your Google Fit app, which is in all Androids, as well as the Apple Health app in all iOS products, and it'll keep track of your fitness scores. And then at the end of the day, actually, it's really cool. At the end of the week, it'll tell you your miles you go how many eggs you packed that week, and how many miles you walked, and how many steps you made. So it's promoting health factors, health fitness, just walking in general. And uh, it's also doing this without you even opening up the app. You don't need to drain your battery. It's fucking sweet. I think that's an awesome app. Very smart addition. I think it's honestly late. Two years too late. But uh, they must have reached a deal with Google and Apple to allow this to happen through their uh, uh, inherent software if that makes sense. Long and short of it, Pokemon Go it makes it so much easier. I don't even need to fucking have the app open. I don't need to like be worried about walking around with the app open all the time to get my shit done. So like yeah, I think it'll make it easier to play the game. What do you think, Bill? You're the one of the last one to play it, but I think that I still play it. And I do think it, okay. it it still has a pretty large following. I think that they continually evolve what the game could be, but I still think they need to figure out <laughs> a way to incorporate something that can be done at a standstill 
because or maybe again i could be wrong that's where the pokemon go pikachu or pokemon eve whatever the ev pikachu versions let's go exactly so it's like what are you going to do in your standstill this what the second you get on the move you get back to playing pokemon go you see what i'm saying so i guess their response to a standstill strategy has been okay we'll just release a console oriented tie-in it's interesting we'll see how it goes i mean i'm probably going to end up buying it just because i am a pretty active player of pokemon go still um active as in whatever i am not bored super facts i'm excited uh but i don't like to have my shit followed anyway on to a very actually interesting story and uh that is that mcdonald's uh will be parting way with the german soccer league um and will instead actually be Bundesliga, um, but will instead be continuing to work with the ESL during 2019. And uh, in their own words, that they are <laughs> a global, McDonald's is a global brand that stands for zeitgeist and youth culture, just like ESL. Uh, <laughs> fuck out of here. The dumbass language. But anyway, uh, I just think it really hints further more um, to one sort of stupidity because I think both soccer and uh, esports are, or football and esports are the future. Um, I think those two and and the NBA are going to be the three most popular sort of uh, watched content. But regardless, um, it's one of the biggest companies in the world and showing a, a, an enhanced commitment to esports is going yep. to draw in other companies of its like um you know you'll also s- <laughs> let me talk about, yeah <laughs> domino effect when one yep. company shows that the yep. waters are safe all the other companies will buy in speaking to those companies hit us fuck up let's get some money but all day and then we'll make a documentary called supersize me boom with no point because that's how we roll all right uh let's switch gears and keep on we're gonna keep on the random uh the big happening this past week as well and if you didn't know esports National Championship League, so it's called the League of Legends World Championship. Naturally, is taking place in one popular gym in Pukyong, South Korea, this year. And uh, one of the highlights of that, they're Invictus Gaming came out the champions with three games over Fnatic and Azura. And why is this a big storyline? Well, Invictus Gaming is actually a team from China, and this team has historically been bad in the championship. They've actually Lost twice in championships before. Lost in semifinals. Uh, what was great about League of Legends this year is that every major league tournament, apparently Chinese teams won every single one of them. So it's going to be a year of Chinese domination. But the caveat to that statement is, just like in Overwatch, most of their Chinese teams are actually Korean. So, interesting. Who really won? Who really lost? I don't know. The team is based in China, yes, but it's made entirely players, so I'm, I'm a little confused. Long short of it though, uh, Invictus Gaming came through with the win, and we wanted to give you that information in case you don't follow it. Uh, made a shit ton of money. League of Legends Riot isn't doing well as a company, but the game is still thriving, and it's still a whole huge audience willing to follow it. You can go to Twitch, and you can see the numbers. Yeah. That being said, I don't know, man. I'm excited for next year, and uh, We'll see if Invictus Gaming can keep up this trend of Chinese dominance in the next bowl tournament. Yeah. Um, and if um, the news coming out of China is any further indication, it looks like if any Chinese teams in the future do happen to win, they might not uh, be fielding too many Chinese players because uh, 
China's taken a, a pretty harsh crackdown on gaming and beginning with one of our favorite companies. Hit that coin. Hit that coin. That's what we're going to start calling that when it's time to talk about them. Lilo with the, the, the shitty 8-bit quality sound. I've been telling you, man. Wait, listeners, at people like games is a Twitter. This is a moment. Take out your phone, pause this fucking episode, hiss up. Which of these sounds is less annoying? That's his. This is mine. This is not even a question. But hit us up and let me use this to be able to talk some shit next week. Anyway, Tencent is uh, going to be or introduced uh, a little system uh, that was titled the healthy gaming system for honor of kings we ended up speaking about that uh, about a month ago and that um i guess september now because it's november but whatever about two months i guess would be whatever september was the case and um we talked about how they were requiring the um players to sign up uh for player profiles using their real identities the apparently that was just a beta because now they're going to be and that we uh, or rather they is Tencent is going to be rolling it out for nine more games for the upcoming uh, year and then pushing to its entire portfolio in the next year. The system, which has an ID check that matches against police records, has an intense limitation. So there's a strict limit. Uh, for children under 12 to be able to play only one hour a day with children 12 and over allowed to only play two hours. Um, I guess for some reason, China thinks that the gaming industry is hurting its citizens. There could be a case made given how dominant the market is that maybe people might be playing a lot of video games there. But... Well, yeah, it's 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 curious. What was the term they used? China was accusing the gaming industry of myopia. Myopia. Yeah, but really, it should also be considered as Yeah. I think it's I think it's a. Uh, it's weird. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I guess this is what you see, which is, I guess, political, but the blend between capitalist slash communist nations where they'll allow a company to be capitalistic up to becoming a multi-billion dollar company. But when the government arbitrarily feels like stepping in, boom, yeah, right. you get yep. you get hit and you don't get an option. And dropping 28% Sorry, Tencent. Um, you'll be back. You'll be back as the Chinese gaming authority. Yeah, for sure. But what can you do? What can you do? You you crazy, right? You 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 crazy. It is the competitor of Twitch, aka Discord. Uh, Discord is making some more moves in the headlines. If you want to follow up with this, because it's a current story. But uh, Discord just officially acquired Blitz Esports, which is the esports company that you may or may not know. Closely associated with games like League of Legends and Overwatch, and so a huge hub for everything esports related to those specific games. Next, have an awesome. Awesome technology hub, um, an awesome application that you could check out that teaches you how to play League of Legends, shows you your stats, gives you the best items and the best abilities you have for that character, what the current meta is, uh, what the suggestions are by the pros, and the long and short of it is, yeah, Discord is trying to uh, trying to make their name right, so they decided to go in buy this company. I 
you know, I feel bad because they were producing some really slick, like high quality content. Um, and so I feel for the production team who was let go while they did yep. retain, you know, so shout out to them because the writers and producers never get uh, the credit. But um, who do you think wrote all the copy on that utterly smooth design uh, to allow you to understand what's going on? Because it's always yep. necessary. But regardless, um, I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's obviously a very smart acquisition given that discord is moving into a game store i am curious what the vision for discord is i would love to one day be able to get one of like the executives on the show to be like where are you going it is iteration it is it is but like it's it's like it feels like they're trying to find a differentiating factor that can help like launch them further than we're a good voice channel. And so, yeah, they're taking a very Amazon-like route. And so I'm curious to see it, but... Yeah. We're going to get a lot into gaming and mobile integration, but regardless, uh, we're going to move on to a little story that obviously everyone's already probably fucking heard if we're creeping at 100. Um that is Epic Games uh, partnering with the NFL to bring over oh. NFL Fortnite skins. It's pretty cool, <laughs> only in that you're allowed to customize a number, but you do not get a name. So jersey that's there. There's also a Fortnite jersey. I think it's a smart move by the league because it brings them a youth demographic that's shied away from them. Color me a little surprised that the NBA didn't try to jump in first. But, you know, it's been a big football thing. It's been a big soccer thing. So what now expect other weeks to follow suit. So you'll get you'll get an NBA package. You'll get like a Premier League package. Expect it to happen because maybe, you know, I, I'm going to be quick on that because I'm going to jump forward and sort of combine these two stories, three stories rather, I guess in response or maybe coincidentally timed. PUBG is also getting a couple of themed characters, and that is Joker and Harley Quinn. But in typical PUBG fucking fashion, they're the Suicide Squad versions. And, you know, they would get the fucking RC Cola version of it. It's like, oh, did you get NFL team? Well, we got really shitty renditions of DC. Exactly, baby. Bring it back. The Montreal Ottawins, or whatever the fuck they're called. But anyway, uh, <laughs> awful move. Um, why in God's name are you partnering with Suicide Squad? No one liked the movie. The movie was objectively shitty. It's being remade, rewritten out of everything by someone new. Yep. And so who is actually making it? I was actually interested in that name. Can we get a check? Just kidding. We don't have anyone. Um, but yeah so that's too yeah because we're we're, that's actually our producer typing who I yelled to what did they oh the guy did avatar okay there we go there we go see that makes more sense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smarties, DC's just gonna take everyone that Marvel <laughs> deems. But we'll see. Um, also, the the like the Legolas, the uh, the Geralt for The Witcher came out uh, photo yeah. of Henry Cavill looking a whole yeah. lot like fucking Legolas, and that's why that name was on the Tim My Tuck. But regardless, um, even though that's a stupid fucking move, I'm just gonna now pivot into what I believe is a very interesting smart move, and that is that PUBG's console exclusivity is. I guess apparently coming to an end. Normally, I put this in the rumor mail, but it seemed to overlap. It will be coming to the PS4. I don't think yep. the Nintendo Switch could run it, so exactly. that's whatever. But you know, having it come to the PS4 is going to be very curious to see how much it increases the player base. I think it'll be a lot because this is the sort of console that has like SoCon Navy Seal, you know, 
popularity yeah. in games and yeah and, and, yeah and to to not have even had a chance to debut on that i think they probably regret going exclusive to xbox and seeing fortnite blow up i'm sure you'll see <laughs> cross platform pretty quickly within a year of it coming to ps4 as well which is probably one of the would that which was probably honestly i'm gonna say this here with zero evidence but on a very strong hunch that it probably was ps4 remember when i said when ps4 went cross play with fortnite i was like there had to be something there had to be a sweetened sauce on it what if the deal was yo give us fucking PUBG if you're all about this cross play shit so they'll give them PUBG, and lo and behold they're going to announce cross play with PUBG on ps4 xbox and PC, well, yo, I don't, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going fully off a hunch. We're getting, we're going, we'll confirm this one day. But like, I, I thought about, I, there had to be something. There's no, there is a reason. There was a sudden about face, and within maybe a month and a half of that occurring, this sort of, oh, PUBG gives up its console exclusivity. Something's up, and Xbox. <laughs> Xbox and Microsoft are in a position that they're willing to do that because they know their next generation is a cloud and they're going to kill it. So they just want to open up the ecosystem so they can dominate it. Shout out to Microsoft. I see what you're doing. I'm fully behind you if you execute well. And I'm going to be right behind you the whole time saying I rooted for you, even though I wasn't initially. (laughs) Yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, that's all I have to say on that. What do you think of that? Smart move, David Battle Royale. They're just making moves, trying to make more money. And yes, of course, that's what they want to do. Cross play, open up more player base. Get the hype going for 2020, motherfucker. Yeah. Nostalgia, nostal- nostal- nostalgia is uh, very, very economically valuable. Is what I'll add. <laughs> go buy Halloween candy because that should be on wild sales but continue on
Yeah. Yeah. It was a long scope, and um, it was necessary because it was a, there was just a whole lot of news. And when there's a news dump of uh, important stuff, uh, we think it's pretty much worth jumping into a little bit. But anyway, we're now going to uh, shift away from QSF, as we said, and not jump into a solo rant, but... This aggression will not stand, man. It's squad rant time because aggression is what is coming in the form of the Black Ops fucking monetization system because I bought the game. Initially, I didn't really love it. Now it's grown on me, but simultaneously, we had touched on, I guess, last week when the game was coming out, how we thought it was going to, or we, I thought it was going to be huge. And now playing it for a couple of days, it's a great game, but it missed the ability to, it missed the opportunity because at the moment, everyone's looking for an alternative to Fortnite. It's a God's honest truth. It's the default game. It's not the primary game. And so with a want out there, Black Ops had the biggest opportunity and they sort of missed. And so um, you buy a $60 game and not only is there a pretty stupid progression system, but um, the moment you buy it, you can open up this thing called the black market. And I'm like, oh, what's that? I open it up and then it says $49.99 for the Black Ops Fast. I'm like, wait a minute. I just paid $60 for the fucking game, which I had to wait for fucking ever because you decided to give a patch the same size as the fucking game on its day of being fucking downloaded. And then on top of that, you're going to offer me $50 of extra content that you could have just added to the fucking game. Like, it's the biggest slap in the face as a consumer to... Have, have that shit offered the day you buy it. Not even a week. You didn't even wait a fucking week. It was same day. You're like, oh, by the way, here's an extra 50 bucks. It's hidden. It, sh- it should, it is illegal. That is hidden cost. That is definitive hidden cost. Where at no point in the lead up do they say, you're going to pay 60 bucks, then pay an additional 50. The reason Fortnite doesn't get slammed for its fucking system or its revenue model is because. It doesn't cost anything to get the game. If you did not charge to get Black Ops or you charge me $10 to buy $15, $20 to buy Black Ops and then put in those additional costs, it's one thing. But to fall within the pricing structure of traditional AAA titles, which guarantee inherently or now sort of explicitly that you'll get a full experience in your box, like... Or you're going to wait like Red Dead said, yo, you're getting the game. You're not getting the online until November. And so they waited. They knew what the deal was. But something like Black Ops is like, yo, 50 bucks. So if Red Dead's like, yo, tomorrow, pay 15 extra bucks to get access to a multiplayer. Would you do it? I think it would be worth it. Yes. Right. Because I f- it will. And we'll get into that next. But it, it'll feel like it was justified in its value. Doing it same day, slap in the face. On top of that. The way that you're able to even get gear in the game, which there's already a minimal amount of customization allowed, which why would you do that? A major portion of Fortnite's popularity has been the ability to do skins. So what lessons were you learning other than Battle Royale is possible? I I don't even think people realize why the specific Battle Royale that's popular is popular. They're like, yo, it's Battle Royale. I'm like, it's everything fucking around it and the game mode. Wake, wake fucking up video game publishers and makers and fucking fans and consumers in particular. And that's because Black Ops is out here doing their best Battlefront 2 impression. And yeah. it, it's embarrassing. We took EA to task for this shit. And guess what's even more fucking aggressively fucking egregious? <laughs> It's more egregious. You have to pay $200 to get weapon skin variants or play 250 plus hours. Shout out to MultiplayerFirst.com for that information. And for serious, we're going to at you both when we put this episode up. And because this is some wild information. So, you know, not only do you have to put in almost two in-game hours to get one rank up when you do get it you only get one item and that item can be either a sticker emote spray face paint or an outfit so you can't even mix and match outfits and you can't even wear outfits so you get full ones and you can't even know what you get because it's randomized into single boxes that you get after every two hours and which include like 
it's this shit is like so blatantly just bad it's bad and yeah yeah this is jam city fucking egregious and yo fuck treyarch (laughs) fuck call of duty fuck whoever thought that this was plausible and fuck whatever idiot thinks that putting two times fucking xp for the weekend is or going to do weekends of that is going to allow people forget this fact that you set this system up to fucking steal every single penny a consumer has or most likely teenagers because that's who you assume are putting the most hours into the game and so that's why it's exploitative and so you guys are exploitative and this shit needs to be regulated and i hope that the backlash to this company is larger and we're going to end that note with fuck black ops because where i had said that they would get their viewership up because i had faith in what treyarch might be able to do they did not give us the game i expected and therefore the call of duty viewership fucking jet rocket ended up crashing down on the same fucking day so just like look at it like elon musk just like snort and then just don't land right (laughs) but he did he did have multiple rockets i'm sorry i was so mad about that one There's no staying power. fuck you a big fuck you to Treyarch once again and it's every person yeah that's a word everyone complicit in that decision I just think there was no there's no innovation in the game Fortnite it gave you sort of a sandbox to innovate on it's not just a, a first person sh- you know what I mean like <laughs> all Fortnite needs to do is come out with a new map for them to regain momentum and they know that now They, they're overcompensating too to stay relevant.
fuck them and and now we move on to a first here at PLG and mm-hmm. that is one me hijacking the introduction to hit the sound cue for us Lilo hey it's so funny to do that backwards uh this is now not solo's spotlight but the people like games game spotlight and that is because funny enough over the course of the show is the first time we both bought a game and been able to review it in a timely manner simultaneously so uh, we all now we now have every single console together and don't have an excuse when games like this come out to not be able to have a review for you and so it's initial thoughts rarer to and Phil and I have not been able to play the fucking big character storyline however we'll say and I'm just going to hijack the start of this my first impression something clean that I think the audience understands and they're going to listen I came in and I've never played RDR this is better so we'll start with someone who has no who did not have an experience with the first one and their take on it and then I'll go back and I'll explain what the first one was like or what I thought it was like and then I'll give my impression in a second we will give a closing thoughts then we out this bitch Dead eye. Six minutes. First, like, six minutes. 
so firstly, Red Dead Redemption 1 was one of my, or is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it's something I covered in my birthday episode as well. But since we're also running a little on the later side, I'm not going to jump too far into that. Um, what I will jump into is the fact that Red Dead Redemption 1 had a very arcade, uh, funny enough, shout out to 1-8 Trace. We basically had the, the the dry run of this conversation, so I got to flesh out some of my thoughts. That was that Red Dead Redemption 1, Redder 1, had a, a lot of... Uh, arc- had a very arcade-esque feeling to it. And so it was sort of like run and gun and it did not have the the realistic sort of reach that the second one has. And so it's a lot looser. It's a lot funner. The story is very similar in that it's just an open world and you have a bunch of names on a map and it's like, go wherever you want and you could talk to them. And one of the similar things and funny enough the only thing that has carried over from the game in addition to i guess the horse stamina which obviously it would because you need to measure six fucking bars and i wasn't a fan of that system when it came to zelda breath of the wild but it's not as as infringing in this game but regardless um Red Dead, the shooting system, which funny enough is your complaint, is the only identical piece. I was playing it, I'm like, yo, this is so different. This is different. And then it was like, shoot. And it was like, oh, this is obvious. And um, right. so that that was something I thought was a, a little unpolished in the first game as well. So to see it after almost eight, nine years was a little curious. And so now having loved that game because I love the story, I love the ending of the story, I loved everything about it. I thought it was so unique. I used to describe it as Grand Theft Auto in the Wild West. And the game wasn't as popular. The game was never that popular That as to what Red Dead Redemption 2 has brought. I think over years and years and years, it really just grew a cult status. But that's like another one of my favorite games. L.A. Noir, shout out 1A Trace. We beat that game together. That doesn't have a huge following. If they made a second one, people lose their shit over it. Why are people acting like they love games that they didn't love the first ones too? So a lot of you are fronting. And you need more people from now on. And if you don't know what that reference means, go look that shit up. I'm not going to explain it. But anyway... Um, now moving on to my impressions of Red Dead Redemption 2. After playing for the first hour, I was like, I don't really love this because it was not what I expected. And this is funny enough, something that Lilo had mentioned when he was talking about Black Ops and the sort of uh, perspective that people have of you and the expectation. So I had come in very much expecting uh, an experience similar to the game that I loved in Red Dead Redemption 1. So automatically, all this expectation that I had built up over the years in my head of what I wanted the game to be was thrown off right off the bat because the first thing I realized, I was like, oh shit, I'm not John Marston. If you've played the first game, the protagonist is John Marston. And I was like, oh shit, okay, I remember this. And then you end up, one of the first people you end up meeting in your gang is Bill Williamson. The second I heard that name, I was like, oh shit, Bill Williamson. That is the first boss that you fight in Red Dead Redemption 1. I know all this because I ended up like sort of playing, replaying the game and ended up about like 80, 85% through by the time like July came and then I just never got around to finishing it. I have played the game many a time, so that's not a question. So a lot of it's fresh to me, um, names, et cetera, uh, situation. So that was funny. But then to see uh, in Red Dead 2, having the opportunity, like you were saying, to get multiple hours into it, I ended up having a new experience because for me, not getting that fast-paced sort of like running gun experience that I wanted, like I was like, damn, fuck this. I wanted this. I really wanted fast-paced. I really need And then I was like, yo, maybe I don't need to approach this with the mindset of Red Dead Redemption 1. I need to approach this with an L.A. Noir mindset because the pacing of the game, you have to follow the pacing in the game. You don't get to dictate the pacing in Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a new experience. That's something a lot of people don't like. If you're a fan of film, and I mean film, not movies, not like wild action pack. I mean like slow burn, whole lot of dialogue, like Mad Men is one of your favorite television shows type people, then the game is fucking incredible because it's beautiful the story has depth the characters have you know 
emotions. They have fleshed out the ability to make these decisions on the spot. It's so curious to be like, you want to lead or do you want to? And it's like, oh, shit, you just make it on the spot and keep it moving. It doesn't like other games give you this moment of make a decision. It'll have consequences. It's like, all right, shoot. Make your, make your move right now because you have to move on with the storyline and that's cool i'm very curious you know my biggest thing is that i love the story of red dead redemption one as i move forward i'm curious where the story is taking me in this one and <coughs> how it all connects initially i was like yo i hate this game um I, this is really not fun i don't really see myself playing it too much to um, and that was all just because it wasn't as viscerally fun as what I had experienced with Red Dead Redemption 1. Um, right. And then, yeah. exactly. And then I took it on its own merits and <coughs> I've come to love it. I think it's utterly miraculous. Uh, really fun game. It does have a, a, a couple of issues. Character movement is one in particular. If you ever played GTA 4, you know how the driving and characters moved really sort of slowly it just i don't know it's not smooth it doesn't have a smoothness to it and even though you can change some of the in-game settings it still doesn't replicate it but anyway um as of right now i'm enjoying it way more than i thought i think inevitably right now the game's like an 8.5 to me with the ability to go up yeah you know i mean that's like a that's like a low ceiling that's a low ceiling right now <laughs> that, that's a better way to put it that's a, that's a floor right there i'm just trying to not cough for a second um, but yeah, four. That's a four on it, eighty-five. And so, we'll see whether it gets better or worse. But my dude's looking fly as fuck, and the online's not even available yet. So who's to say there's nowhere but up for Red Dead, and it's not going to be part of the conversation a long time, and is not the game that ends up replacing um, Fortnite. Probably not. Who knows? We'll see. Probably not. Yeah, that I agree with. And that's no small feat. But anyway, um, that's all I got. Any closing thoughts? Uh, Mark, right? I think the game dictates pacing, and that's something that a lot of games don't necessarily do. Uh, God of War is one of them where it dictates the pacing. I think the three games that have actually completed that aren't just that, like multiplayer games, PvP games, like Overwatch, or like Fortnite, or Breath of the Wild. I guess uh, last thing I'll say is um, it's funny how the game you play prior to jumping into something could affect the way you look at it because I, um, you know, after I played God of War, I played Mario, Super Mario Odyssey. And <laughs> I remember being like, I fucking hate this game. And then towards like a certain point, your mindset breaks away from the older game and you take the current game you're playing on its own merits. Exactly. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh shit, I fucking love this game. And then, yes, exactly. And so, uh, it's just funny how that happens. And so if you have played Red Dead 1, don't let that color your opinion of it. And if you have not, be sure to play it after you play this one because, or after you play 2, because it'll connect the story in such a, meaningfully interesting way that um really enhances what you're experiencing in the game so um yeah i would have i'm not gonna lie i think i I think everyone who didn't play rdr1 is doing it uh, or one is doing it a disservice um because of the story but what can you do such is the nature of popularity that even when things are picked up no one's picking up to kill a mockingbird they're like yo i heard ghost of the watchman came out so <laughs> that's a side note that has no bearing on what i was saying but anyway that's all we got we were going to jump into a final lap um 
but we're going to just do that next week and for once we have it uh early and so we can announce it and uh that's just going to be our companion apps the future of mobile and gaming integration Lilo and i got a bunch of say on it that's about all um stay trail stay warm and unless you're west coast in which case stay cold unless case you're not in this content and then do whatever it is that you fucking do that's all i got to add i'm still sick apparently as you can tell Like it before, we love those and we'll get back to you next week.